Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, Eden. Hi, Ione. And hello to the listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ione, and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester and the author of Poor Little Sick Girls. And I'm Eden, the managing editor of Polyester and the co-host of this podcast. This is The Sleepover Club, a feminist pop culture podcast where we put apart the hashtag discourse in the hope of making some sense of it all. Before we get started, please like, rate, review and subscribe. Ione, do we have any reviews? We don't. Oh, God. Oh, we're in a flop era. <laughs> Big flop. So please leave us a review. Please, 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 please. please. You sound so sad. <laughs> please, sir, can I have some reviews? I need the will to live. Well, you might lose the will to live on today's episode. I might indeed. I have. I have already. It's gone. <laughs> so we're talking about the return of the skinny minis. Do you remember when we used to get called skinny minis? Yeah, skinny mini. Skinny milinky long legs, big banana feet. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, right. So we're talking about skinniness coming back. Before we get accused of uh, co-signing skinniness being back, I am fat. And we're not saying that. And listen to the rest of the podcast. Um, Eden, you're frozen. No, I'm just oh, no, you haven't. To... You're just frozen still. <laughs> I'm just frozen with fear. <laughs> For anyone that might not follow like fashion people or like follow fashion weeks or whatever, it's basically just been fashion month all around the world. So New York, London, Milan, Paris. And there was a lot of conversation coming up at the time that all the models seem to suddenly be skinny, like brands that would have plus size girls in their show as like a diversity thing. A few seasons ago, suddenly were having very, very skinny women on their catwalks. And the reason why we actually decided to talk about this on the podcast is because a makeup artist that we know was basically saying that they've seen the very stark contrast in the last year, in that like a year ago, you wouldn't you wouldn't ever book a girl on a shoot if she looked like underweight and now every single girl is and before we get into this in depth obviously this is nuanced we know that people can be naturally very very skinny but skinniness is bigger than like the sum of its parts like if you're naturally skinny great like that's absolutely fine I'm sure sometimes you have found it hard but being like it doesn't exist in the same way fat phobia does. Fat phobia is a systemic 
structural issue in which fat people literally have less opportunity get paid less I write about it loads in my book so you should buy it (laughs) and read it (laughs) um but yeah we're talking about skinniness coming back yeah in the way that like when people say not all men not all skinny people we know we know this might not apply but it's it's a it's a general discussion please do not come for us and it's like we're not saying that skinniness is inherently bad no body is like no person's body is inherently bad it's the way in which we like construct body types to be aspirational and inspirational and then use that aspiration to oppress people that don't fit in that is the problem well said that's the bloody problem um okay so where shall we start do you want to start with is fashion making a worry in return to size zero? Yes. So this article was by Rosalind Jana. It came out a while ago in Dazed. Eden, give us the goss. So she basically is saying that the fashion industry would like to tell you it's changed. It's a new body positive era, baby. Gone are the days where the girls had to starve themselves to make it big. But recently there have been rumblings of concern. So for all the progress made when it comes to the inclusion of the range of body types in the world of high-end fashion, there are signs that it might be regressing. And she basically goes on to say that a lot of people in fashion have basically treated body positivity as a trend. Mm-hmm. So we've probably reached the peak of the trend now. You know, there was, mm. a, there was a wave, maybe started in 2012, 13, 14, and we've peaked now and then it's just going to go back to the way that it used to be. And I don't think this article, like I think Rosalind is actually a good writer and I don't think she's an example of this, but I feel like a lot of the way that this conversation is treated is just very flippant. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like um, that we are treating like literally how people are built as a trend. Like, okay, you can be curvy one week and then skinny the next, but that's not a reality for most people. So obviously yeah. one of the biggest discourses surrounding the Kardashians this year, I think, has been that they've, Chloe and Kim in particular, have gotten very skinny. And I mm-hmm. thought it was interesting. Eden, are you watching, just as an aside, are you watching the new Kardashians? Yeah. Like that whole bit, you know, when Courtney has that photo shoot at Bustle mm-hmm. and she's being like, I've put on weight and I'm just embracing my womanly curves. And I it really felt like they had to era. put that in to like counter what chloe and kim are doing and they had this whole thing like chloe has an eating does chloe have an eating disorder or whatever has been like a plot point Mm -hmm. which is really like frivolous and strange and i think that's why where loads of the problems arise around this topic and loads of the confusion as well because obviously it is nuanced Mm -hmm. and people have eating disorders and we're not like denying that but in the media is just used as like, oh, does she have an eating disorder? No, yeah. I'm fine. I'm just working out. And like Kim, at the time I was really defensive of Kim losing 16 pounds for the Marilyn dress. And I can't actually remember why. But I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. But I feel like it has built into such a bigger problem now that I'm actually angry at it. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone from just being normal to being angry about it. Yeah. I mean, well, Kim's Kim's point was that she was like, it's a commitment to my brand. She was like, if Christian Bell can do it for a film, blah, blah, blah. Renee Zellweger can do it for a film. Uh, it's like, yeah, but you're doing it for like one event. And yeah. also the whole thing was just a way to stir up controversy. Losing 16 pounds in three in three weeks. That's, that's like, it kind of seems like 
inhuman. Like, how mm-hmm. do you even achieve that? But I think the whole point of the argument that we're trying to make is that people's bodies shouldn't be treated like a fucking trend anyway. It shouldn't be like, this just in, boobs are back. Like, mm. boobs should be coming back though, by the way, because I'm a big advocate of big boobs. But yeah. it shouldn't be like, because um, MJ, who does Kardashian Cloakroom, who we love, wrote yeah. a really good piece about it on Kim's racial uh, ambiguity. status, ambiguity, where Kim is now looking more white than ever. Kim has like has supposedly gotten rid of the BBL, has changed her body, has got smaller boobs, has got a smaller bum. And like, we shouldn't be treating as things as extreme as plastic surgery as like a trend to follow that no. people can't keep up with. Yeah, keep up with. Hey! <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's because we have this like, I think so many of our problems around this and also around the way that the Kardashians view themselves, like maybe this is a stretch, but like because the Kardashians, A, have been dictating what body types are like fashionable or trendy or whatever Mm -hmm. for like the last decade, but then B, you can tell they so obviously like really crave validation. Like you can Mm -hmm. tell that with Chloe and Kim, especially I think, and Courtney, but in a very different way. So it's like they're constantly pandering while also setting the agenda and it's because they want to be beautiful or hot or like I don't even know what exactly it is but we still basically like just prize physical appearance above all else and on the other side of that we're so desperate to like cling on to any like small sign of progress so we're like okay one fat model at insert high fashion brand here Mm -hmm. slay yes blah, blah 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 and then that brand doesn't even sell the clothes yeah this, this happens quite a lot, doesn't it? Uh, who was it? Was it with Lizzo's uh, plus size range that the clothes that she was wearing, they didn't even, like, carry? They don't even sell. Yeah. Because they, and I, I also think it's so backwardly twisted how, like, magazines or, like, I remember so many years ago, this is probably going to get me in shit, but whatever, Dazed did, like, a Beth Ditto cover and mm-hmm. they made, like, a massive thing out of the fact that all the designers made, like, custom pieces just for her. And mm. it's like you should just make this anyway and it's like there's always fat exceptionalism I feel like in the same way that any marginalization exists in the fashion industry like you can be fat but there can only be like two of you and you're kind of hailed as this like amazing person that like transcends body image and that's why Mm -hmm. we love them so much Mm -hmm. as opposed to just being like integrated into everything so we've seen like a more recent example of this with Paloma Elsessa, I can't say her last name, wearing the Prada, no, Mew Mew skirt on the cover of ID. And ID Mm. made like a really big thing out of the fact like, oh, we had to like add a panel at the back to make it fit her and they don't sell it. And it's like, literally, fuck you. What's the point of your magazine? Aren't you trying to fucking sell clothes? Yeah. That Mew (laughs) Mew skirt honestly sends shivers down my spine. When I saw Nicole Kidman in it, I was like, scared that was like, tapped. it's returning well then this is this is the thing with the whole y2k look returning that was all about you know showing off your chiseled little abs um and it's 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 scary because when you see that and you see this trend that everyone's wearing and you know that like there's no way you could ever pull that off it's like not like isolating because that's just really overdramatic but it's it's uh it's it's very strange to see kind of these styles come back 
also it's so funny in the context of fashion right because all the models are really skinny now again everyone is skinny the brands are kind of like pushing skinniness as this aspiration mm-hmm. so we kind of, it's kind of relates to like the taste like dictonomy that I talk about that I talk about in the book a lot where it's like if you're rich then you can restrict and you can be minimalist and you can be that and then if you're not you like want more stuff so you hoard and I feel like that also applies to body image in this weird way but it's also totally untrue because I'm sure like I don't have any I have a few like anecdotal knowings of this but surely if you're like a woman that buys couture you're likely to be older you're likely to be fatter and you're getting it made custom so Mm -hmm. like most of the actual rich 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 women are fat yeah because why wouldn't you be like I'm fat already and I'd be huge if I was rich I'd eat everything you'd be able to get whatever clothes you want made like, that's so true yeah you'd have a superiority mm-hmm. fuck it up yeah that's very true <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nice wouldn't it just going for nice meals and wearing custom gowns and it's also kind of like backwardsly twisted that at a time in which like we're facing global recession and a cost of living crisis here that fashion and lifestyle brands are pushing restrictiveness as something that is like cool Mm. because like a lot of people don't have a choice in that matter and it seems like a weird reaction to our times twofold like a is the indie sleaze angle where it's like hedonism you're going out all the time you're taking drugs so you're not eating kind of vibe you look like a little waif like you're Mm -hmm. kate moss you're dating pete doherty but b i think there's another side to it which is more like current maybe And they don't necessarily exist at odds with each other. I think maybe they exist in conversation with each other, which is like the red scare girly, like conservatism, loving skinniness as a reaction against body positivity, like a reaction against the liberalism of Mm -hmm. body positivity. Oh, I think totally that is true. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we want, well, the whole thing with them is that they want to conform to like more conservative standards mm-hmm. um so they want to be slim and white and blonde and pretty and wear nice dresses um and it is a kickback to like yeah the liberal thing of you're beautiful no matter what you look like but that's become so much of the norm that that like it has just become a bit vapid well I think Do it's like think? yeah 100 percent, and I think it's when you make something into like a soundbite and devoid it of all meaning and therefore like allow brands to capitalize on it and then we see how brands don't actually believe in it Mm. people want to like push against that but their version of pushing against it is going opposite whereas really what you should be doing is trying to like dig into it further and be like more radical in embracing fatness rather than rejecting it Mm -hmm. but that is just the easy thing to do isn't it than yeah it's more easy it's more edgy it's more like it's more tangible isn't it like to Mm -hmm. go the other way rather than to like take it further yeah and I do feel we always talk about this that it is just becoming the norm to uh just like hate on everything yeah it's very true Mm -hmm. I also just feel like the way that we talk about bodies through the internet has become like so scrambled let's talk about Taylor Swift lol do you want to take us for it so Taylor Swift, not a fan you hate of the Taylor pod. Swift. I fu- go on. I'm just not going to say anything. Say it. 
I just can't stand it. I'm really sorry. Fans I'll of the counter. Pod. But Taylor Swift has nothing to say. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay. She in my eyes, she hasn't suffered. And she has nothing to contribute to art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, everyone's going to hate me for saying no this. Way. Oh, I just think, like, you know, she's no Lana. She's she's not a poet. She's just, like, <laughs> nothing. Oh, what did I say? Well, I said she was milk toast, and you were like, what the fuck does that mean? What is milk toast? She's just, like, bland, insipid, white bread, middle America bullshit. Wasn't it, like... She wanted to play Joni Mitchell or something, and Joni Mitchell was like, "Good fucking luck, love. I hope you don't have to sing." <laughs> in the in the words of Aretha Franklin, "Beautiful gowns, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful gowns." Um, I don't hate. Well, actually, I've always been very ambivalent towards Taylor Swift. Like, I actually don't care. I've been intrigued. Is like probably the kindest way to put it. About like, it feels like a lot of girls our age project onto Taylor Swift like I'm interested in the fandom because it feels so like like there's such a big thing on Rookie right to like really Mm -hmm. like be a Swifty yeah to love Taylor Swift a lot of people are Uh, she has a few bangers I don't hate Midnight all of it but this is this is tapped the one song that sounds like CSS is good Oh yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So this is my truth. I have not seen any music critics say it. So if anything comes out after this about it, I called it. Karma rips off CSS. Music is my hot, hot sex. Okay. Go and listen to both of them back to back. You'll see what I mean. Extremely niche song. Anyway, what has Um, Taylor done to anger? Ran over. Sorry to any Swifties listening. Please tune in next week. We won't be talking about Taylor Swift. Um, so the music video for Antihero showed Taylor mm-hmm. stepping onto a scale and the scale read fat, which prompted thousands of tweets branding the singer fatphobic, uh, while others defended her. The Swifties leapt in with their claws out, saying it was a visual representation of her struggle with body dysmorphia. 
um, she's then changed the video because of the yeah, backlash. What does the it. scale say now? Skinny. I don't know. I haven't looked. <laughs> Skinny ledger. <laughs> um, um, so there's been a lot of a lot of discourse about it. Um, and Taylor is she's in her right to say I've struggled. Um, I've had problems with eating. I've had problems with my body. Every single person on the planet has. Um, but I think she maybe didn't go the right way about it. I also just think, is that word right? Like, it's fat. Like, mm-hmm. fat is such a contentious word anyway. And Gina Tonic, our editor, our deputy editor, did, like, really good Instagram stories about this, being like, yeah, I'm obviously um, paraphrasing here, so I'm probably not saying it as good as she did. Um, being like, yeah, you can obviously have body dysmorphia or an eating disorder and think it's bad to be fat but then you also have to accept that you think it's bad to be fat because of fat phobia like it's not a rational thought so yeah once you're in recovery or whatever it's one hurdle to get into recovery but then also you have to try and get over that hurdle yourself of like not upholding these things like societally or in your brain so it's like yeah to her to taylor swift or to anyone fat might be the worst thing like it might make you feel like shit it might give you body dysmorphia but why like that is fat phobia Mm. sorry it just is like that's not invalidating her eating disorder because there are reasons why like we've been built like the whole time me you and taylor swift have been alive fat has been a bad thing Mm -hmm. but to put that out like uncritically and i saw this article on the independent that just came out the morning that we're recording being like you have to engage in good faith why do I have to engage in good faith? Nothing about fat people has ever been in good faith that's like from a massive skinny white pop star. Yeah. From one of the biggest pop stars on the planet. Yeah, exactly. When millions of people are going to see that. And like, oh, um, okay, so we're engaging in good faith like at the same time that Kanye West is saying that like Lizzo is doing eugenics by being overweight. Like, is that what he said? Yeah. Jeez. It's like these things are still so like deep-rooted in mm-hmm. us. Like, we feel maybe slightly comforted when we see a fat person or like not even a fat person, just a not skinny person somewhere because it makes us feel like less inadequate. But A, also why are you feeling less inadequate? It's either if that person looks a bit like you, which is fine. But if they're bigger than you, then you're going to feel better than that person. And you need to interrogate all of these thoughts in your head. Yeah. Shosha just didn't need to do that. Yes, also so unnecessary and so weak. Like it's giving, it is giving. I mean, she is the ultimate Tumblr queen, right? Mm -hmm. It's very Tumblr. Yeah, Yeah. it's giving like writing on your your body like ugly. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) horrible. (laughs) Sorry, it's giving uh, a level uh, art photography. Yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. But again, I feel like the pace at which people came to her defense to say she wasn't, I'm not saying that she even did that with malice. I'm not saying she did that because she overtly, consciously hates fat people, Mm. because I'm sure that's not true. It's just this subtle reinforcement of things, of like these ideas that are damaging. Like they're not good. They're not good. Yeah, I'm sure her intentions were probably good, but like she maybe just needs to educate herself a little bit more or I don't know but someone should have stepped in like is there no fat people on our team like definitely not well exactly then if you only surround yourself with skinny minis no one's gonna go Taylor do you not think you should maybe like 
go about this a different way or maybe just not do this. But nobody did. And here we are. Maybe she did it on purpose. She might have done it on purpose to court controversy. I don't really think she's that girl, though, is she? Hmm. Maybe she is. I don't know. I don't really know much about her. (laughs) We don't want to know anything about her, though, so don't comment. (laughs) (laughs) So, all in all, it's a hostile place in the world Mm -hmm. right now if you're not a very skinny girl or skinny person. And um, I actually think this thing that we're going to talk about next is funny and good, but maybe I'm wrong in my opinion. So this is Katie Lang for time. A new TikTok trend using Bella Hadid's voice is normalizing disordered eating. And it's like that TikTok sound where it's like, I am Bella Hadid. (laughs) (laughs) Also not that Katie Lang. It's a different Katie Lang. Who's the other Katie Lang? The musician. I don't know her. Who is she? She's like a famous lesbian musician from the 90s. When I read it, though, I was like, Katie Lang? (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, that's, what is it? My my name is uh, Bella Hadid. So basically, people are using that sound and then being like, when you don't wake up till 12 p.m., so technically it's intermittent fasting. Or like, when you have a giant shit in the morning and then you weigh like one whatever less. I don't own scales. Um, I think it's funny because I think it also pokes fun at like the ridiculousness of diet culture rather than reinforcing it. So this article says, though, although users might make the case that this trend is rooted in humour, experts caution that it may be harmful for Jennifer Rowland, an eating disorder therapist and the co-founder of the Eating Disorder Centre in Rockville, MD. I don't know what MD, what what, what state is MD? Maryland. Is that oh, yeah. the trend is troubling because it normalizes and pokes fun at disordered eating equating eating less or eating a certain way with looking like a model both of which are really unhealthy standards for the people who are watching Roland says adding that the videos may give viewers ideas for disordered eating tactics it can normalize disordered eating making it almost a cool thing to do which is incredibly damaging and harmful to people who are susceptible to it I understand all that argument but I also think that argument is way stronger in the current context that we are in, like the fact all of the stuff that we've just talked about is happening makes it more likely that and um, even like when me and Halima did that episode on um coquette girlies, like mm-hmm. um I can see why that is all true. But I also do think it's important to we're just trapped, right? So I suppose this also ties into Taylor Swift thing in a way and maybe I'm being um hypocritical, but people in recovery you're then saying they can't like joke about that what has happened to them Mm. which seems strange and I think the problem more so is the fact that like all of the it girls we've got and listen to our it girl episode like Bella Hadid is the girl at the moment Julia Fox obviously is still the girl and we love her but all of these women are white and skinny and Kim Kardashian is obviously trying to emulate that with her skinniness and racial mutability so in the context of current times yeah it's troubling but it's also just a sign of them do you know what i mean sign of the times sign of the times well yeah in that in that um article for time about the bell hadid sound someone says that like there is definitely a return to the aesthetic of thinness even like julia fox's chiseled stomach like i feel like we maybe weren't seeing that like five years ago yeah, like cool sculpting, all of that other weird stuff that's going on. Um, and it's funny because in the case of like Julia Fox, not Bella Hadid. I mean, I also think the Bella Hadid TikTok sound, like last thing on it is that like we've obviously, another trend on TikTok was like all of the clips of their 
Gigi and Bella's mother, like Yolanda, quite obviously restricting their eating when she yeah. was on Housewives and like all of this kind of stuff. So I think in this context of if you know it or like it works, but I do completely understand the dangers of like a 14 year old seeing that or whatever TikToks, yeah. obviously, and app geared towards very young people. But it's interesting in the case of Julia Fox because like her skinniness was part of this like weird grotesque charm about her for so Mm. long like it was weird that she had those like trousers that just cut her off at the fanny like all of this stuff was kind of like oh she's a bit like gross or edgy again as I said which goes back to the like conservatism thing in this weird way doesn't it yeah she's really like really not in your face but she's really putting it out there she's like yes I am skinny like you can't ignore her Mm -hmm. And it's going back, and that even goes back to this, like, attention seekers, like, reclaiming attention seeking as an attitude that we had in the early noughties with, like, all the pap shots and, like, Paris and Mm -hmm. Nicole Richie and all these other people. Yeah, it's very that vibe. We love Julia, though. We do, we do. We love Julia. I love her so much. You can do no wrong. Also, I feel like she'd be the first to say it, in a way. Yeah, of course she would. She's she's definitely aware of what's going on because she kind of used to be a little bit bigger as well. She did in Uncut yeah. Gems. You know, she's she's a curvaceous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's also she did. Although she did do that other, she did a TikTok the other day that was really like I was like, mm, this is a bad take. She was like, although in her like again, it's so specific to context because she was saying how like she's deciding to be ugly now because like she's reached a point where she doesn't have to use pretty privilege anymore like she kind of climbed those mountains and stepped over them and blah 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 blah. and I feel like in the context of being a sex worker maybe that makes more sense and like mm. someone that's used their body but the problem is is that like the with Taylor with Julia with Kim with Bella Hadid the internet flattens everything and allows you to like insert your own narrative and context onto it yeah. which means that we can't see anything for a critical lens which is what we're talking about next week can't see the wood through the trees no. So I think it's basically a shit show. All of it. So what do you think? Skinny's back? I think it is definitely back and I think it's just actually disgusting that we are still at the point. Like, because even these skinny, lots of these skinny people would say they're like socially aware feminist human beings. But with like all the writers that are writing about this or whatever, and I'm not saying all writers that we've mentioned or whatever, because some of them have dealt with it really sensitively. But it's like, all of this is basically about a woman or a marginalised person's body as commodity, right? Mm. Or you, you can just project your own ideas onto this person because at the end of the day, they are just existing. And then sell through that or sell yeah. ideas or, yeah, sell even like political agendas, like whatever can be projected mm-hmm. onto it. Yeah. The feminist reading of Julia Fox's low rise pants. Coming next week. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what do you, what do you propose that they do? skinny people Mm. I don't think it's skinny people's problems it's like the fashion industry's problem at large and the fact that it like basically camouflaged itself as being progressive for a few years but then dropped it as soon as possible is just like grossly gross yeah and I think the thing that people all of us can do is reflect on how we buy into those systems and try and push against them yeah, like, you can be a part of this club for a while, but we're going to kick you out soon and we'll all be laughing at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, Edom. Thank you for a gorgeous episode. Thank you. Um, thank Sorry you to... to all the Taylor Swift fans as well. 
<laughs> Stop it. You've got to stand firm in okay. your hatred. Oh, I'll stand firm. But you're sorry. Stand uh, firm would be nice about it. Sorry that they can't <laughs> think of someone better to bloody stand. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Olivia, for editing this episode. Thank you to Gina and Gina, Charlotte, Izzy, Grace, and Hattie. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.